0: Hello, and welcome to the Human Entropy Podcast, a podcast where we can discuss the chaos, the adversity, and the triumph that is being human. I'm Felicia Parker. I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm passionate about sharing the resilience I see in other people that inspire me to chase what makes me feel most alive. This is a place to be a friend, a place to encourage, and a place to challenge. This is Human Entropy.
1: something to say about the 35 year olds that i can't Um, remember now
2: that's Um, intense that is yeah they they didn't think it was a situation
1: oh uh, i was gonna say why do men wait until they're 35
0: to get their shit together (laughs) like i just don't understand you are making me think of a fun fact about me all that's in my head is movies that's it i can quote if i've seen a movie one time, I can at least quote some parts of it. If I've seen it twice, I can recite most of it. It's And I don't oh, sit there amazing. and try and memorize it. They just are in my head. I'm a very cool. movie-oriented person. But That's have you amazing. seen Fever Pitch? Have you seen that movie? No. Ooh! The, it's all about dating. But only it follows Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. Great movie. Um, oh. There's a scene. I'll sum it up for you. Mm-hmm. She meets Jimmy Fallon. He pursues her. start dating, she introduces him to all her friends and their husbands. And the girl friends are all in the closet while the guys are out smoking cigars on the patio or whatever. One of the friends is like, yeah, he's great, but why is he still single? And which also, by the way, before I forget, I hate that question. Both of the 35 year olds asked me why I was still available. Like how, how's no one gotten you yet? I hate that question. I hate that.
2: I'm not like a ripe apple. (laughs) Exactly.
0: I, yes. And excuse me, why are you still single? You know what I mean? Oh, I hate that question.
2: Back to being single means something's wrong with you. So
0: that's not what it means. It means Mm -hmm. that you call the shots. (laughs) That's all it means. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So anyways, back to the movie, the friend is like, but why is he still single? Yeah, he's great. But what's wrong with them? And they're like, what are you talking about? Nothing has to be wrong with (laughs) them. This is actually very funny. (laughs) The friend is like, no, 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 no. She like brings up the story of this other friend that she had. And she's like, do you remember so-and-so? And And that one guy she dated that one time, (laughs) Drew Barrymore is like, kind of why? And the friend is like, she was dating that one guy. He was great. But one afternoon, He's taking a shower and she decides that she wants to make the bed. So she goes into the closet to get new sheets, but guess what she finds? Andrew Drew is like, what did she find? <laughs> and the friend goes, two large Ziploc bags of all the hair and nail clippings from his entire life. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. and then she's like, there's a reason this guy is still <laughs> single. <laughs> and so the reason Jimmy Fallon in the movie is still single is because he's got a severe obsession with the Red Sox. (laughs) Like, they're his Uh, first love. It's a really good movie. (laughs) Oh my gosh, okay, I do have to see that. You have to watch it. It's not cheesy Netflix territory. It's like Mm. a good rom-com. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah, so so I agree with you. Circling back to that, I don't know why they wait to, I guess, commit or... I I think there's something with the
1: apps now, too, where men and women, but from my perspective men feel like they have so many options Mm -hmm. and they don't feel a need or a pressure to like pick one you know to like really put themselves into one relationship or situationship or what Mm -hmm. have you because there will always be another girl like you know to swipe right on right and that I feel like I mean boys are Um, a lot of the time anyways but like that can lead them to think oh well I don't need to try that hard because there'll be another one
0: right (laughs) definitely while I'm over here and I'm like
2: you all are the worst like there's not even one I never want to look at this stupid app again and that's why when one boy makes me laugh I'm like let's get married let it all be over please god (laughs) yeah it's so funny I think that's so true Liv and like I I am just the complete opposite (laughs) mindset
0: when you were saying that and I think it was the episode that I listened to before your wedding kiss story which yeah by the way um I think hearing you I even resonate with that I'm definitely not in any rush to go to the altar but I I feel like I've definitely gone through seasons of life where I'm like can can it just be done like can just someone just hurry up and get this over with so I don't even have to have this stress anymore of yes. what does someone mean by this once you're married you don't have to question if they like you or not because they married you you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> unless I don't know that's <laughs> true maybe I'm just naive and I don't know anything but
1: no I think that stress just gets replaced with a different kind of stress
0: <laughs> for sure yeah. yeah and back to I think one of you mentioned earlier of like hearing perspective of like what your um what's the word what you're like trading trading yes thank you what you're trading being single versus being married Mm um I with a few close friends not most of my close friends are not married but a few of them that are hearing what actual marriage is it really does put (laughs) put (laughs) into perspective what you are signing up for and that's not even being in it to see it just hearing a retelling of it from one person in the marriage you know what I mean
1: totally
0: so um can we move on from situationships or is there more to say about them when you yeah think? I, think I think we think covered it, it. I think okay I but do it. have to tell you guys the story of a crazy story of one of them but I'll save it for the end because it's what yes, we have to hear that yeah this is just fun silly questions but what do you guys notice first in a guy
1: meeting them in person right mm-hmm. um I, I think guess- I oh you can go <laughs>
2: I saw yours. I said height. I wanted to say it before
1: you saw it. Oh, well, for sure. Physically, that is absolutely the first thing I noticed. Yeah. But I think when talking to someone, I notice if they only talk about themselves or if they ask me anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or if I'm in like a group setting, if they ask anyone anything about themselves.
0: Good things to notice first. I'll mm-hmm. tell you okay. So yeah. wait, Hunter, height is yours?
1: Yes. Liv is a great judge of
2: character. I will say that. That might be why she... No an easier have an easier time like deciding yes or no on someone because mm-hmm. i'm like i'm just too i'm just too optimistic like, i'm like they could be great <laughs> like in reality they're not at all okay. Wait, wait. Okay.
0: i have got to guess we are not going to spend any more time on them just y'all telling me but you know where i'm going what are your enneagrams <laughs> i gotta know
2: what do you think what would you <sighs> guess hunter
0: <sighs> okay <sighs>
2: Okay. I it's Giving you very little information to work with, you know? Well,
0: no, 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 no. I mean, I'm basing, well, with Olivia, yes, but I'm basing what I know of you and what I see that you share on social media, what, what I know. Ugh. I have a love-hate relationship with Enneagram. Um Me too. <laughs> okay, Olivia, just from little tiny bits and pieces. I don't have one <laughs> number, I'm guessing. I'm gonna guess either a one or a nine or a seven. Ooh. Ooh!
2: Ooh! That's how.
0: Judging by the surprise, none of those are correct. No,
1: so Hunter has been trying to figure out my enneagram number for maybe two years. Um, <laughs> it's
2: the main of my existence. I can't figure her out, and I know her so well. It's
1: yeah, like- and I—it's not really my thing. Like I know a lot about it because mm-hmm. of Hunter. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: We recently decided, I think, Hunter, that I'm a nine. Okay, I think she's a
2: nine wing eight it's just contradictory enough to make sense with what i know of her <laughs>
1: yes so i actually need to read about it now that i have some gauge of like I, that seems right to me i just reading it i remember hunter one time in the car read me a short descriptions of all of them and i was driving us somewhere and i was like i don't relate to any of these i have no idea and she's so i've just kind go of
2: on her own sacred journey so i've just been trying to give her bits and pieces because i want to know her and she's a vault <laughs> i just want to know all her thoughts. I love the Enneagram. So I've tried to force it on her for two years now Mm. and it hasn't worked, but I have landed on nine wing eight and I do feel confident in that currently. She does need to go on her own sacred journey and decide for herself, but that may never happen. So I just had to work with what I have. (laughs) Yes. Love it. Good
0: guessing. I live with a six and a nine. My roommate's, my roommate that's a nine has a very strong belief that depending on whether you're in health or stress your wing can fluctuate so you can be a nine but you can be a one or an eight so don't know but again don't take what i say with anything because we just met an hour (laughs) hunter (laughs) i feel like i want to say you're a four but keep
2: going keep going keep going
0: you could be a two.
2: I'm that's hilarious I've never gotten four before that haven't so funny. no I love that are you a two um, I'm a one wing two okay what's really? funny is people sit, think I'm a seven because I think I project wah,
1: so right now I don't feel like usually you're so firm in being a one though but Hunter's been saying all summer she's having a seven summer, so.
2: I was having a seven summer because I just had so many ideas and was full of life until I started Greek class, and then that <laughs> went away. Now I live by myself and I no longer have ideas or I'm full of life, so I'm not a seven <laughs> anymore, but no, I'm, I'm a one um, very, very driven perfectionist, but I'm like, what's it called? Like the subcategory, I forget, like my perfectionism is very inwardly focused, so I i am very, very highly self-critical, but it all exists in my head. So I don't think a lot of people see it if you know me or if you, yeah, like super close, but um, yeah, definitely a one, definitely a wing two. My friends laugh because they're like, do you think you have any nine in you? And then they laugh because they're like, you don't have any inner peace. And I'm like, thanks. That's so mean. (laughs) They don't say it quite like that, but they have laughed. They're like, do you have any nine? Ha ha. And I'm like, (laughs) Maybe one day, but, um, wait, what's yours? Do you guys want to guess? Are you a four?
0: Yeah. You're an (laughs) artist. That's how I knew. (laughs) But the reason that I thought that you were a four, because I was like, she's an incredibly healthy four because the four moves to the one in health, but they were supposedly ones at birth. And that is why we are incredibly hard on ourselves. There is a crazy inner critic going on in a four's head. That's why there's shame is like the mantra of a four. I shouldn't say that. I rebuke that, but it's a big part in yeah. the four's mind. But we we could have a whole episode on Enneagram. Yes. We can do that later. I just needed to, to know. Um, I love that came up. I love that you think
2: I'm a four. That's fun. <laughs> maybe, I'll have, think, maybe I'll have a four fall. like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to have a lot of feelings and write songs. Just kidding. Those are caricatures of the fours in my life, but
0: anyway. I love that. Wow. That's so funny. I don't even remember what I was saying before. Oh, we talking about, we're we're talking first about the
2: guy. what oh. we notice first. Yes. Well,
0: Live. it's funny that y'all said height because, well, yes, height physically, because my friends and I just had a conversation. Do you notice their face first or their height first? And I noticed their face. I noticed, height noticed second. their height. Yeah. Well... That, and but what will give get me to do a double take is good forearms with the veins Ah. coming out, ooh, or good, I'm going to call it stubble. I prefer stubble to, like, a full-on beard. Yeah. Yeah, same.
2: I love beard. I really do. Okay, this isn't the thing I noticed first, but this is the thing I've always thought about. Mm -hmm. I love, like, hands. Like, (laughs) there's this whole (laughs) weird connection that I'm not subscribing to between, you know, hands and other body parts, but I love, like... (laughs) hands that are like this is getting worse and worse like <laughs> you guys have like small little hands with like bitten fingernails and I really that's a major turn off
1: like little stubby oh, fingernails I okay. thought you were saying you liked that yeah I thought no. you were
2: saying- oh god no I
0: love <laughs> I love big hands okay there that's all I have to say I can't go on or it's gonna get weird this but that's is really a safe like- space we talk about anything on here really no
1: I think in most circumstances when you're meeting someone out and about unless you're like at the beach or the pool or they're wearing a bro tank which is the turn off you wouldn't um, notice notice this but arms like muscly arms doesn't have to be anything crazy but like you know you can see a muscle yeah that's for sure my favorite thing (laughs)
0: oh yeah we me and my friend also the other night were just deciding that soccer bods best ones. Like that, like a combination of a soccer bod and a swimmer bod, like those nice broad shoulders, really good arms. And then it just kind of gets really just straight line <laughs> down to their legs.
1: 100%. Yeah,
0: it's great. Um, so then what do you look for in a guy's character? What's the main thing that's important for you? I know mine if you want me <laughs> to. Yeah, you say I didn't know that this was important for me besides all the like a given things like kindness or loyalty or something like that I need someone that's very even killed I need someone that is pretty like I want them to be reactionary when something is important to them but I need someone that's really gonna bring me back down to being even killed you know what I mean but Uh in in a not in a boring way but I just someone that is like hey hold on like <laughs> I need a therapist. <laughs> Level headed. <laughs> Which I have a therapist, but she's a woman.
1: <laughs> and that would be a
2: conflict of interest.
1: To
0: <laughs> conflict
1: of interest. Oh. HIPAA violation. So <laughs> well, sure. that's a good one. That's a really good thing to be aware of. Yeah, that's good. See I think Hunter could use
0: that as well. <laughs> <laughs> a grounding for. I her. think that's what I am, Sonner. So that I'm, is what you are oh, to me. you totally are. I could like mm-hmm. I I can tell when I listen to you guys. I'm like, that's exactly yeah. what she is for. 100. And not in a bad yeah. way, in like uh, this works kind of way.
2: Oh, this works. This yeah. works. You no, know. dude, that's good. Yeah, that could be good for me. I look okay. So this is like maybe one of the like basic things. But I really value humor. I just mm-hmm. really like realizing it all my friends like, the friends I love spending time with the most, like, we have similar senses of humor and, like, are Mm -hmm. just and I think, like, I really value people who are goofy and don't take themselves too seriously, but also, like, really care about, like, intense things like social justice and the world, and so, like, that balance can sometimes be off, you know, like, there's the frat star, you know, if we're gonna do caricatures, it's, like, so goofy and doesn't care, and then there's the people who are, like, so intense that you're like, I would like to come to your seminar, but I would not like to have dinner with you. Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, I think that balance is one that I find really attractive.
1: Humor is definitely important. Like being on the same page with it too. Like, I feel like a lot of guys growing up have like that stereotypical boy humor you know like Mm -hmm. when you watch like a Will Ferrell movie or something those so aren't my thing I know Hunter loves elf but I just that kind of humor I don't understand and so to have this be on the same page with that I think is so important I think someone who's looking to lift you up Mm -hmm. and not be like a negative like it's okay to be negative everyone's okay Everyone's negative once in a while, but like to have a positive energy and like be your cheerleader. You know, I think that's yeah. important.
0: Yeah,
2: those so are great. And that's what I do for you. It is what you
1: do for me.
0: Yeah, guys, it works. <laughs> Last question that I have written down: What have you learned about yourself most through dating? But I do want to know if there are—I mean, surely there totally are different things between. Um, what you've learned from relationships versus the situationships about yourself. It doesn't have to be about a relationship or a situationship.
1: That's a really good question. I feel like the, I mean, we've said, talked about this before that one of the best parts of dating is learning things about yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And even if it's a bad date or a bad guy that you don't realize it's a bad guy for a while, like you're still taking away something from it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think something I've learned through kind of situationships like just dating people is that I can handle myself in any situation and I'm really independent and can carry a conversation like just ha- like build my confidence that I can get through a bad date if I need to but I can also like be a really good date yeah and that makes you feel better about going on the next one you know
2: yeah yeah she's just like a force like she's just like a (laughs) badass she's my inspiration my rock truly I know I describe Liv to people and I'm like then she just moved to New York and she's so brave like truly that's so true Liv and I love that that like reflects it back to you I feel like so much of dating can so much of it is like out of left field and you're like that had nothing to do with me but then some of it can like reflect kind of back to
0: you where you're at and I think that's Mm -hmm. a great great reflection Mm -hmm. of um, what about relationships
1: Um, I've only been in one serious relationship and I definitely learned a lot about myself Was my first relationship. I was 16 when we started dating. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It feels like so long ago now, (laughs) but I think, I mean, really from that, I learned how to be in a relationship with someone and like how to compromise and get through small arguments and... Or even like a lot of it was like me not doing things that I should have been doing, like standing up for myself or not allowing myself to be guilted about something. Or like there's just a lot that I didn't do that I know better for for the next relationship.
0: Mm.
2: I feel like my learning has mostly come after, like years after, like I realized something about the situation from college so long ago like last week like I was like oh this is why I did that like I just think I so much of it has been learning (laughs) I think going back to why I am a one like taking things way too seriously and Mm -hmm. trying so hard to do everything perfectly and the thing about dating is you just can't like that every situation is different every person is different every date is different and like you have to be adaptable and um, something I definitely learned is like listening to my gut and like what that even feels like and I'm still very much learning that like I it's hard for me and I literally looked back five years ago and I was like oh my gut was telling me I liked this person and this is what I could have done but I had all these outside voices and like purity culture and all the things telling me no Mm um that is something I've learned Something from relationships, this sounds weird. You guys tell me this is a weird thing to say, but I think something other from relationships is like, I have so much love to give, which that sounds so horrible, but like, you know what I'm saying of like, I, I love being people's cheerleader. Like that is my favorite thing, like supporting people. And cheering on, on our Hinge them. profile. It is full-time hype girl. That's on my ho- profile. But um, and a lot of guys are like, we could hype each other up, but I'm like, that's not how this works. yeah I just like love supporting people and I love talking about their feelings live knows like I just want to like get in there and like support them you know like love them and I think that's like I feel like that gets overlooked like from day-to-day life like going to school and just like I feel like so much of my life is so self-centered which is fine we're in our 20s it is what it is but I feel like That reminds me, like, oh yeah, I am like a loving person. Like, I do want to like help and support other people, and I'm not just like constantly thinking about myself. So,
1: I think that's also part of why you're always so willing to go on another date, or even with friends. Like, I know you've met people. I mean, you have to meet a lot of people for the job you did and for school and all these things, but you are so willing to keep giving them chances you know yeah and I do think a lot of people deserve a second chance for the most part but sometimes you have to be able to listen to your gut like you're saying you know Mm. and you know not everyone deserves it but you have so much compassion and love for people that you you know give them another chance anyways
0: I feel like my answer of what I've learned about myself from relationships. Cause again, only been in one. <laughs> and honestly, that's why there's only been situationships since, <laughs> even though I do feel the most ready to actually invest in somebody than I ever have even more than when I was in a relationship. But I feel like that's kind of my answer too. I learned how much love I really do have to give. Um, it's almost scary, <laughs> but I'm like, I cursed it for forever. Like this is my flaw is how I guess big it could be to somebody or like how intense it would come off as, yeah. um, which is true maybe like for the wrong person. But I think that, yeah, for like a really long time, I, I, again, shame peace for a four. I made that like my defense mechanism was to just take that and blame myself. Like, well, it's your fault that you love the way that you do, if that makes sense, which is stupid because mm-hmm. no one loves the way that I do. Just like no one loves the way that you do or you do. It's like, I don't know. I'm getting preachy now and I don't like that. But I, like, <laughs> I, like <it. laughs> I just feel like that is what I took away when I look back on it and have finally, after a long time to reflect, this perspective of celebrating that I can do that instead of um criticizing or shaming myself for it. But then situationships is a much more basic answer. I learned that I really want to be friends with a guy first. <laughs> <instead> <laughs> of just, That's an important thing to learn. Yeah, you know, like just meeting up and you took me out to dinner and now we're watching movie and now we're making out and then I'm driving home and I, I that didn't do anything for me. Like, okay, <laughs> it was fun. But you know what I mean? Like it's so much more meaningful when it's like your friend like you know the ins and outs of that person maybe not the ins and outs before you're like being physical because being physical is fun but it's like
1: (laughs) I don't know you know what I mean but also just knowing them as a friend because someone as a friend can be different as a partner and right being able to see them and that setting also probably means that you get along with their friends or they get along with yours, which is so important. That's also something I learned from my relationship. It's not fun when you're not friends with their friends. But yeah, the dream would be to be friends with someone before dating them, which is why The dating apps are not my preferred choice.
2: (laughs) Here's the thing. I've let that dream die because I don't (laughs) have guy friends. (laughs) I think it's a lovely, worthy dream that you two could definitely achieve. No, I don't have guy friends. The two guy friends I've had in the past, turns out they were a little (laughs) mansplaining. And so I just was like, oh, it was like a bad experience. I was like, I just Mm. could not do that <laughs> anyway yeah. but I think yeah that speaks to yeah you kind of get to like vet them first and like you probably have the same sense of humor if you're friends so mm-hmm. that's important
0: yeah I will say also I think I learned from situation situationships that I'm actually really good at flirting like <laughs> <laughs> that's a skill and I didn't know it but my my roommate that's a nine she loves to like just talk me up at my skill she's like no Val has game like she knows what she's doing and it every it's just music to my ears I'm like oh my God, well thanks but then why am I still single but that's just, again, <laughs> reverting back to it being a bad thing when it's totally not but um, it's
1: such a skill to be able to flirt I mean the, owner, the thing is
0: is if anyone were to ask me how I couldn't tell you it's just yeah. this just in you just I guess um, or just sort of this thing that you all of a sudden you flipped on a switch For I don't sure. know mm-hmm. I don't think I've always been able to be good at flirting but yeah
2: I bet I bet getting past purity culture I think that's why I'm like stunted in flirting yeah I know you Welcome. just because, yep that's because what it is purity culture says don't lead them on, don't lead them on, you'll cause them to sin or then you'll have to marry them. And it's like, okay, no wonder I was awkward, awkward girl, because you can't flirt with them or you're leading them on. And if you lead them on, then their, their soul's on the line and so is yours. So like, no wonder we weren't good at flirting. Um, Yeah. So then once you get past that, you're like, oh, I can flirt with you and I have no moral imperative about it. It's like a great, a great thing.
0: Hunter, that was free therapy just now. You just solved the equation.
2: That's just literally my life. I actually had a good friend the other day at dinner tell me she thinks I'm better at flirting than I think I am. She goes, I think you think flirting is like this big, like different thing. She was like, you're just like really friendly and like, you're talking to our waiter and using his name when you respond to him and like asking him questions. She
0: was like, that's that's flirting.
2: flirting. And I was like, "Ah." You don't say! <laughs> I've just been flirting my way across town, and I didn't know. So
0: yeah. totally, I yeah, When I think of you. I think so she's good. probably great at flirting.
1: Yeah, so, I no, think Hunter's I, definitely better than she thinks she is.
0: Yeah, I,
1: I, think I, think I think I just
2: think of myself as like I think I just think of myself as like a really awkward girl who doesn't talk to boys. So then I don't
1: well, I I think also um, in situations where know. you're just meeting people, like you're talking to your waiter or. We're talking to the bartender or something like that. It's less pressure, but if a guy comes up to you or you go up to a guy and th- like there's flirting to be expected, then you get nervous or I get nervous or you know. Yeah. But when it's just like, like Hunter, you can talk to anyone You're all day to long.
2: But I will say the wedding did give me confidence in that because I think I did flirt. Also, drinking helps with flirting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and that defies church culture, but I'm disputing that. And if someone doesn't want to drink, that is their own conviction. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's social. (laughs) It's the same as drinking coffee. You meet and have coffee with a friend. You meet and you have wine with a friend or you have a cocktail. Mm -hmm. It's social and it's a a, a whole experience and it totally puts a little bit more pep in your step when you're trying to the at a
2: wedding 100%. and there's a groomsmen and all your friends are looking at you, you feel less weird about it if you
0: have had a few drinks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, and it's just, everything is a bit more fun when you're a little buzzed.
2: Low stakes, I think like
0: in reality,
2: all of it is low stakes. Anyway, that we're talking about, of like flirting with the groomsmen, very low stakes. In my <laughs> mind, very high stakes, but you know, yeah. it evens it out.
0: Okay. So if you want, I can tell you this wild story. This wild story. Yes, yes, yes.
2: Please. Also, we Mm. want to hear about the guy from yesterday because
0: what ooh, okay, I'll tell that one first because it's shorter. Long story short, I had my eye on him. We went and got ramen downtown at this it's it's more of a bar. Like the the ramen part of the restaurant in quotes is like a tenth of the whole building. And so most of it is just like bar style. Like they have little tiny tables that you can sit at and booths, but it's just very much more a bar. And the bar takes up like half of the place. And we're all wearing masks before we get our food. And, but even with, he had a handkerchief over his face, not a mask with the strings or whatever. But I, I realized this man is good looking and I'm confident enough to know, or like just decide, I know that he's a good looking under the handkerchief too like I can just that's confidence you must just. I don't know so I my friend Marianne walked up when I was waiting for them to come back and say what they wanted for their drinks Um, because I was the only one standing up there at the time and her and her boyfriend came back and she looked at me and I looked at her still I had a mask over my face I'm like this bartender is so attractive and that is where I'm at in life right now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, okay, great. And then I'm like, yeah, I just know. Like I went on and on about it all night long. Um, and I had like maybe a few sips of beer. What I ordered it was the beer that he recommended to me, but it was massive. I mean, it had to be like 40 ounces. It was huge. So I didn't finish it at all. I had been joking with them because I had left my tab open, not on purpose, but I'm glad that I did because I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna leave my phone number for him on my ticket. And I always say that I'll do that. And I never do it. I'll do it for friends. I never do it for myself. Because when you actually get up to it in the moment, it's like, no, this is scary. Bye. And so I went up there and I was feeling really wimpy, and like down on myself for not being able to do it. But then this man with my mask on is looking at me and he goes, you have really beautiful eyes. And I said, <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't say it again. <laughs> oh, God. So then he said, yeah, with your complexion, you're just, everything is just so beautiful. And I was like, oh, thank you. I said, guys usually want to know what do you mix with because of my complexion and my eyes. <laughs> and I actually hate it so much, but I'm just used to it at this point. And he was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, well, thank you. And then I said, what was your name? And he pulled his handkerchief down to let me see his face. And he stuck his hand out and he said, blank, because I'm not going to say what his name was. (laughs) I can tell you girls later, but I'm not going to say it. (laughs) So then I told him my name. I pulled my mask down and he said, oh my gosh, yes, you're just beautiful. I was like, stop it. You're making my pulse really race. And so then. (laughs) That was the extent of that particular encounter, but I was like, well, thank you. Like, have a great night. He was like, you too. And I walked away and I, my friends were all waiting for me. Cause I was the only one with the tab still open and I walked up to them and just let out this huge sigh. And they're like, what's wrong? I'm like, come on, hurry. We have to go. So we walk outside and I told them, they're like, did you leave your number? I'm like, nobody told me I was beautiful. And thank God I had such, Peer pressuring friends in that moment because they made me go back inside yeah. and I've never done this but this is 2020 and I don't care I walked back inside and I was like hey I know this is really weird but would you want my number and he was like can I give you mine and I'm like oh so yes. then, I'm yeah. so glad your friends made you do that I was so so such good friends I'm glad they made me do it too and then yeah he gave me his number and I didn't give him mine yet um so then even though I had said that we should have each other's numbers. I don't know. Um, he was like, yeah, just text me. And he was like, I was going to ask, but I was too nervous. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Which is funny that he said he was too n- nervous. Cause I can tell he's definitely in his thirties, but Age doesn't mean anything, but I'm like, that's really cute. You're old and a man, and you're nervous. Also, he's not old, but I love So that. we have texted a little bit today, and we're okay, hanging out tomorrow night and Friday. So, <gasps> yeah. two times? Two times. Oh, my God. That's, like, old. What if you hate it? I know. I'm like, well, wait. Can we, like, have a – I'm going to pull what that guy did to you. Like, well, if this goes bad, then no. But if if I, like, change my mind by Friday, then maybe we can still hang out. What are you
2: doing tomorrow?
0: Wait, I'm so excited. Well, he's supposed to meet me and my roommate at our other roommate's skateball game. It's just more casual <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> I know it's pretty funny. That
1: is so
2: funny. I kind of love that
0: though because
1: you it's casual and you just get to chat and not have any like pressure.
0: Yeah, for sure. Definitely. (laughs) Can't wait to hear
2: how this goes. I really. We're gonna have to have you on the podcast just to debrief how those two dates. Okay.
0: I gladly. But also, it'll be. It's quite a shame if it's really bad, but also still a fun story. I'm just mostly excited that I actually listened to my friends and went back inside.
1: You
2: should be so proud. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Yeah, you see a cute one in the wild, (laughs) it's really hard to actually do that. So anyway, what was the situation
0: ship (sighs) story? Okay, so this was one of the two that I actually did like, Um, but this was a few years ago now. I want to sum it up quickly because I don't want it to take up too much time, but long story, not short, probably. He was the first guy I actually liked after the first relationship that I was in ended. My friend Hannah described the way that he and I were as two repelling magnets, just kind of circling around one another. And neither of us are willing to flip. That's literally what it was. And so he it was a big deal that I liked someone again, finally. So I think that kind of made it go on as long as it did. But really the extent of the situationship, if you want to call it that, which we were friends first and foremost, that was the foundation of us. The, the extent of us talking about what we were was always accusatory. Like me saying, well, I feel like you think this about me and I feel like you have feelings for me and him not, denying or saying yes but then him turning around being like well I feel like you think this about me and have feelings for me and nothing ever getting solved so then that was maybe in September of the year that this was happening and then from that conversation I think I was just like you know what I'm just kind of thrown in the towel I bet nothing's gonna come of this which before I say what did happen I want people to know especially single people that are maybe that get down on themselves about things not progressing or not happening. My lesson I took away from that is that you truly have no idea what is actually going to end up happening because I could have sworn from that conversation. Nope, nothing's happening. But then flash forward to three weeks later. So this is a, this is a funny story and I don't care what light it paints me in. He came to a fall party that we had at our house and he brought a massive, like, I don't even know how many liters of beer. It was huge. This bottle that was massive that he was drinking. Then my friend's husband brought margaritas in this huge pitcher. And when my friend's husband, he, every thing of like a, a Cambro or pitcher of drinks that he always brings is spiked. I mean, they're so strong. This, <laughs> this boy, this situationship boy, we need a name for him. Um, <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, shoot. Steve. We're going to call him Steve. He drank his beer. He's pretty buzzed already from that. Goes and gets some of the margarita. Then takes my wine that I've been drinking and starts drinking that. And like, he's, he's pretty buzzed. And we took his keys away from him. Come 10 o'clock. We're like, you're not going anywhere. Sorry. And so sooner or later, all of the people that were in the den outside my bedroom started clearing out. And it's just me and him on the couch. And he is drunk and he, he looks at me and he just kind of motions towards my bedroom. door. (laughs) I'm like, and I'm buzzed. I'm not drunk on his level, but I've definitely had alcohol. I'm like, you want to go in there? And he's like, like, yeah, (laughs) I'm like, okay. So I take him into my room and he sits down on the bed and starts to lay down. I'm like, wait, 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 no, no. I got him a big glass of water, gave him vitamin C, gave him something else. But I was just like, you need all this before you put your head down on a pillow and are not able to get back up. Um, (laughs) And also before this story continues, I feel like coming out of this purity culture mindset, I had to emphasize to everyone all the time, whether they knew me well or didn't, we didn't have sex, we didn't have sex, we didn't have sex. And then one time my friend Bailey, called me out on it. She was like, but you know what? You're a grown woman and who cares? It's no one's business. And I was like, really? Okay. Really? So really? I, I'm saying that now because I'm on a platform telling this story, but also I'm just really overemphasizing what didn't happen to save my reputation or like someone's opinion of I myself. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So we did not have sex, but, <laughs> but we did some things. And he, he felt, he like, he laid down. Oh guys, it was such a long time coming. I was like, wait, really? He's sleeping in my bed right now. He, I wasn't in the bed yet. He looked at me and just in this drunken, but almost angelic devilish voice saying, Felicia, sleep next to me. And I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, what do I do? And then I went outside to my roommate and I'm like, I didn't say anything to her. I just looked at her and she, everyone was rooting for us. Cause again, it's like the first guy since my ex-boyfriend were like, they really want me to be with someone else for like a relief. Yeah. And she's like, Get back in there. Like, okay. <laughs> so I go back in and you know, it, it could have been great. It could have been great was so sloppy and so just, he was mauling me. I mean, like it <laughs> wasn't good makeout because I really love a gradual, like you, you work your way into that hot and heavy fun, making out stuff like the slow, like Hold up. turn all the sin- senses on right now. Like that's important first, but when you're like, just really going for it, it's you're you is cool. not turning me on in the slightest. So yeah. it wasn't that great. And I, I did have to tell him what wasn't going to happen <laughs> a times. He's like, well, why? And I'm like, because all we've talked about of what we are is accusing one another of like, we haven't even set anything in place. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, and I think, you know, that I'm not that kind of girl. <laughs> I'm like, am I right? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so then again, long story, not short, just made out a little bit. He got up to go pee a few times and then. I was tossing and turning all night because I can't sleep when someone else is in my bed, which <laughs> will be fun to figure out when I'm married. But yeah. so I wake up at like six o'clock and I feel dampness in the bed, and I'm like, "He must have really been sweating," because that's where my mind is going. <laughs> okay, also, listeners, I wish that you could see their faces. <laughs> right so okay. We know where this is headed. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> I got out of the bed because I, I couldn't go back to sleep. I hadn't really slept all night, put on a thriller at like six in the morning, waiting for him to wake up. And I hear all this commotion in my room and I open the door and he's just sitting there looking really deep in thought with his head down, looking at the floor and his hands are on his knees. And he's just on the edge of his bed, like really kind of like, what's happening? And I'm like, Hey, you good? And he's like, <laughs> I'm like, are you still a little buzzed? He's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I was like gonna go get stuff to make breakfast, are you hungry? He's like, no, not really. I'm like, okay, well then I'll just be out here on the couch. And he doesn't come out for like 15 minutes. I'm like, what's happening? He comes out and he says, hey, um, I peed in your bed, <laughs> but I don't worry, I got all those sheets off for you. <laughs> and we can wash them. And I'm like, oh, Wait, what? And uh, sure enough, massive Um, piss stain on my mattress. And he took a photo of it because he thought it was funny. (laughs) He, to this day, we talked for a little bit afterwards, even though my brother in law is like, Never speak to him again. I'm like, but but he's funny. <laughs> um, we we talked for a while after that, and he went and told so many people. Like, there's no level of embarrassment in this. Oh place. my gosh. Yeah. So. What
1: confidence.
0: Yeah, we we did wash my sheets, and we did go get breakfast stuff, and we made breakfast, <laughs> and we just I didn't know if he remembered it or not. You know, like because he was acting like so nonchalant about everything, and I'm like what's the last thing you remember about last night? And then he, he did say kissing you. I'm like, okay, well, so he remembers, but it's so weird. And then again, I mean, yeah, we like we talked a little bit after that, but definitely more so in like a friend setting. But I've never heard anyone else have a story of a grown man peeing in their bed. That's
1: so I just funny. can't believe he, I guess it's good that you were already friends because if that was just like a rando, right. for sure they would have just laughed and not told you. Right. I'm like, bye. I have heard of friends from school where that's happened. Guys have wet their beds? Yeah, a friend I'm thinking of, I can't remember if she was friends with the guy or if she just met him at this frat house, but he came over to her house and spent the night there and then left like before she woke up. And when she woke up, the bed had pee all over it.
0: What
2: on earth? I can't imagine a worse way to wake up.
1: I (laughs) mean... I think you would smell it first before anything. You'd be like, um, "Right, I cannot believe that. That is too like, good. Yeah, we're
2: going to wash them. Were you just like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like, okay. Yeah. The thing is, it is it, it, <laughs> it's, it's a bummer that I can't say who it is, but also it wouldn't even matter because people listening to this don't know him, but it's like, it truly makes sense for the type of guy he is. He's a little bit derpy. Yeah, Yeah, but but he, I don't know. Just he, I think what attracted me to him was definitely this level of like, he doesn't care what anyone thinks, but not in an arrogant way. Just he is so sure of who he is. So it just makes sense for him to have thought that it was funny that he peed the bed after being so drunk the night before. Um, and even my roommates, when I told them, because they were so excited, they left the house when we were making breakfast together because they wanted us to have more alone time because they That's were the rooting way. for it. And like, when they got back, I was listening to really happy music showering and they thought like, oh my gosh, it went so good. And then oh. I'm telling them about it, but they thought it was hilarious when I told them that he peed. I mean, they cackled for like 10 minutes. That's I think it's because of the guy that he is, but it is a pretty wild story that is so freaking funny yeah That's and so the the bummer funny. of it all really is just that it was this long-awaited thing and the make was terrible
2: totally make <laughs> you got dirty stained mattress i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah when you said sloppy i was like that checks out if he's that drunk he can't drive.
1: especially when only That's one of gone. you is that drunk it's like this ain't gonna be good it's That's just right. not
2: <laughs> We realize too much <laughs> you know too much you're like this
0: is
1: like, you're like, licking my face yeah. it's just too that's, gross
0: yeah truly what it like yeah. like well, hold on a second no so you're tongue back not. in your mouth yeah <laughs> yeah that's oh, a wild God. story um uh, I now. think that we've been talking for almost two hours I think so. <laughs> Where's
2: um, here? we're gonna have to do we're gonna have to do more
0: I know, know. it's it's so fun I truly mean it. I love talking about dating and boys it's so fun no you're gonna have to come on ours there's so much to talk about oh I'm so excited well this was such a successful conversation (laughs) and I love the different opinions and also the similar opinions just a great talk about all of it (laughs) yes this was so fun yeah
1: so
0: fun and Uh I'm so glad that I know you guys are cousins now If you like what you've heard and want to support this project, you're streaming on Spotify. It'd be amazing if you follow the podcast and download each episode as you stream them. If you're listening on the podcast's app, please give the show a five-star rating and it will help out immensely. Most importantly, of course, share these episodes with the people that you know. Theme song and audio production by Tip Frank, podcast artwork by Sierra Scott, Lydia Massey, and Kinsey Moroni. I appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to this until next time.